Beetlejuice. 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 It's showtime. Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of CinemaBliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun. I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies. And our special guest for today is Chris Taylor. Hi. I can't make my voice sound all that peppy like that. No, apparently I cannot. Uh, Sometimes writer and lover of movies. And even some Tim Burton ones, too. Yay! (laughs) Hot dog. Or Beetlejuice. Frank and Weenie. Frank and Weenie. There we go. Frank and Weenie. (laughs) So minute seven starts with them getting into the car um, to go to the hardware store and ends when Adam enters the store doorway. Oh, well, old Bill is droning on. (laughs) (laughs) So you said something interesting about the script when we were talking earlier. Uh, Well, yeah, the script. um, Obviously, things change from script to thing, and, and I don't have a, a super... We, unfortunately, we did not get the Blu-ray high-definition version of this. In the script, it actually specifies that the bumper sticker on the car says, I break for animals, which obviously is going to come into play a little bit later on down the line. Well, it actually comes into play in this minute as well. I, I kind of think that's a very redundant bumper sticker to have, though. I mean, I can kind of see why they wouldn't focus on it. Because, I mean, of course you would break for animals. Because if you don't... I speed you're for just, animals. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> a horrible human being. I, you know. That's a good point. So. I break for nobody. Thank you, Spaceballs. <laughs> that little bumper sticker could say something completely different. It could even say something hilariously different, but we don't know without Maitland the Blu-ray. Also, apparently, the, the bridge, they actually had to dam up the uh, the river the shooting location to make it uh, <laughs> to make it more picturesque. Oh, you mean there wasn't any water? It was a really dry yeah. season or yeah, something. Yeah, they had to <laughs> they, they had to they had to mess with Mother Nature to make it look pretty. <laughs> and I mean, come on, let's not forget that uh, it's a covered bridge, and you know what happens in covered bridges at Halloween. Severed head of horses get thrown into. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Of course, chased Tim, by angry Christopher Walkins. Tim Burton had not Jones. yet made Sleepy Hollow at this point. <laughs> but oh my gosh, that was quite a few years later, actually. That was 99. Uh, yeah. 11 years later. Wow. Well, no, I just thought of it. Y'all said he they, they already broke for animals whenever the dog was crossing. You know, I never actually thought about that. I always thought they just braked. Because it was that kind of happy town where, you know, he saw the guy, like, polishing the statue or whatever. And he was like, hey there, Ernie. And Ernie was like, ah, how are you? Just because it was a neighbor. And he was like, oh, there's Ernie right there. I'm going to stop my car and mm-hmm. say hi to him. I never thought about the fact that it was he was slowing down also because the dog was crossing. Well, funny you should say thing about Ernie uh, in the script, again. Uh, they actually talk. Uh, it actually has some voiceover of Barbara and Adam in the car as they drive by the, the, the guy polishing the lion. Barbara says, wave at the lion, and Adam says, don't forget the balls, Ernie. To which she kind of like, <laughs> Adam. And Ernie looks around to see if no one's looking and continues to polish the lion's balls. Oh, nice. So, I did not. Uh, what is he polishing? No, he was polishing, polishing his, like the head. head. Yeah. yeah. That would have been well, funny. Well, this is getting, like, going south fast. <laughs> yeah. I think that would have been really funny 
in anything else. The thing is, is like Adam and Barbara seem so wholesome. Yeah. That even like in this scene, they they make a reference to about like that they had some kind of problems having children before, mm-hmm. and he doesn't say like, "Well, we got two weeks off time to like you know." I don't know, swing from the chandeliers or anything like that. He just says, like, we can try again on this vacation in this very, like, PG way. So, yeah, this Adam, I don't imagine him talking about any animal's balls. Well, the script script also specifies that the dog apparently is peeing on everything as well. Oh, Oh, that plays into my theory. (laughs) Tell us about your theory. Okay, uh, my theory which I may or may not believe wholeheartedly, <laughs> I'll let you decide, is that dog is Beetlejuice. Now, think about the coloring of the dog. Yeah. What okay. colors is the dog? Yeah, white and black. And white and black. Head. Shh, no, let's ignore his head. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't support my theory, so we'll ignore it. Oh, okay. He's black and white. What color suit does Beetlejuice show up in, not throughout the movie, but in all the promo stuff? Black and white. Because in the movie, he's only in the black and white suit like twice for a few minutes, maybe. Well, everything else is, is kind of his... <laughs> black and white. Sort of what he looks like. Oh, he yeah. also turns in... Well, I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. And, yeah. And so, I, what if the dog is Beetlejuice and he's already targeting these people because he's already got to know them by being camped out in their... Because we, we find out later he's camped out in their the model. So mm-hmm. what if he's already gotten to know them and he likes them and kind of, in some his own demented way, wants to befriend them. So he wants them to be deceased, so he can have some friends, because he actually is fond of them. Hmm. That's my theory that I may or may not believe. Okay. That you I, may or may not. That believe. I may or may not believe. <laughs> but yeah, that Beetlejuice is actually the dog. He's black and white. We've seen there throughout the movie. You'll see other examples of him yeah. kind of popping up in the real world in yeah. an unusual way. He can never. He can't come up as. An actual like human form, unless he's summoned, but he does pop up throughout the movie in other ways. So who's who's to say? Maybe. And if yeah. in the script he specified is peeing on everything. That, also that sounds fits. like a Beetlejuicey type thing, right? Because so, yeah. he seems much nicer in this version of the yeah. Movie. He just is walking around, not doing anything. Walking around. Yeah. In reality, I think the only real reason the shot, the dog's even in the shot in the finished movie, is just to, so you know. Notice that there's a dog there for future events. Which is rather right. amusing, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> All right. Um, my next observation actually isn't nearly as, as cool as I just got to point out, because it's audio, that Julie looks very confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> and disturbed. Disturbed is more like it. Yes. <laughs> Mission accomplished, um, buddy. <laughs> yay. Um, so... Yeah, my next observation isn't nearly as fun as your conspiracy theory on <laughs> mm-hmm. Beetlejuice the dog. Beetlejuice the dog. I was mm-hmm. just going to say it's a little creepy. Um, it kind of fits with the annoying character, or, or I don't know if it fits with it or goes against the grain. But uh, I noticed right across the street from the lion is the real estate and travel agency, which we're assuming, uh, you know... Jane... Jane. Jane owns. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's a kid's rocking chair up on, like, a, a block. Like, it's, like, a monument. What, what the oh, heck is that that's rocking cool. chair? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't notice horse. that. Yeah. But it's a rocking chair or a rocking horse? Rocking horse. Oh, it's a rocking... Oh, okay. Well, in the script, they, they, you know, she, uh, it was also an antique shop. And I think there's a... Uh, you can see that in there as well. So it could just be... It's in front I of this town real estate. I, want to yeah, I do too. Well, it's sort of. Yeah. But do you think she caters towards families well, with children, and that's why she has a rocking horse in front no, of her real estate? I, well, that, that could make sense. Yeah. But um, when, at first, when you said it was a rocking chair, and I thought you were saying it was a rocking chair, 
that would be even better if it was a miniature rocking chair next to a normal size one. Because later on in the movie, whenever you see, well, I'll explain that later on in the movie. But whenever you see Jane's kid, that would make sense to have mm-hmm. an identical little rocking chair next to a, a, a an adult size rocking chair. Yeah. Right. And also, if that's across the street, that's where the dog was coming from. Yes. I'm assuming that that's whenever the dog was peeing on things was over there at Almost Jane's place. Of course, we just made up a whole thing because there's no rocking chair, but it is a rocking horse. It's a rocking horse, yeah. That's why I was saying I, was, I wish it would have been a rocking chair because that would have been cooler. But a rocking horse is still kind of neat. A rocking horse is odd, but I can't figure out why it's there. Um, I mean, it's probably a nice day out. You know, kids come by. But it's on a block. Like, it's almost like it's a trophy like or something or a monument. I have to look at this rocking chair, a rocking horse now. And, We'll come back in the next minute, and I'll be like, that rocking chair oh, horse is so disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that's interesting, because, you know, Burton's movies always tend to have the, the outsider-y people. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that's interesting about this is that... Is that the a word? outsider outsider-y. Yeah, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Maitlands seem to be you know, completely normal, you know, even stopping in that whole small town vibe, like, you don't get the sense that they themselves are the twisted part that'll come later when mm-hmm. when a writer shows up, but, uh, you know, it's, they sort of become twisted over the course of the, sh- over the course of the movie, but they themselves are kind of that cookie cuttery, you know, small... Jaunty family. Jaunty yeah. family. Hi, jaunty Ernie! Couple. You know, yeah. they've got in-jokes with the townspeople, and obviously he He's he's accustomed to old Bill's shtick by this point. Yeah, because he doesn't even give him a second thought. He just like yeah. I, I like. Well, I mean, Bill like works out of the same building. It looks like his mm-hmm. barber shop is like connected to the the hardware store. So yeah. he probably sees Bill every day mm-hmm. and has heard that story four billion times. Grand <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in there, it said eight, established eighteen thirty five, and you get the uh, yeah. impression that this place has not changed much since eighteen thirty five. And to further further the Tim Burton conformity versus weird and twistedness. Okay, it's a white um, hardware store. It has like red flowers, a red lawnmower, red toolkits, a red awning. The fire truck next to it is red, and I love how the firemen are not in any uniform. They're not like hanging hanging, just washing the truck on this beautiful day, enjoying it. And um, yeah, I like the the white and red (laughs) conformity. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just am enamored by the town. Like, it just seems like the sweetest place mm-hmm. ever. You if know. you like white and red. If you like white and red <laughs> and old or I would, You know what? I would let old Bill cut my hair, even. It just seems like the kind of guy that you'd allow it. Tell you some good stories while you did Tell me some good stories. sure. 1835? Was he talking about the foundation? The foundation, yeah. Yeah. Was he talking about their house or... The actual build because it doesn't he doesn't he just says it he says do you need a haircut and like Adam's like no I'm good and he walks in and then he goes on this like rant about a foundation built in 1835 like not even motioning at anything. <laughs> well, they talk uh, a little bit later in the script, not in the movie. Um, but he talks about the model specifically. Obviously, in the movie it just looks like he's working on the model of mm-hmm. you know his house, but later on in the script it actually specifies that. He's working on a, uh, a small model of the Bozeman building, or uh, of, of, of his, oh. his store, but you don't really get that 
in the movie. Oh, okay. So that's probably what old Bill was talking about. Because mm-hmm. that's definitely not what he's going to be talking about later when we see him again. And yeah. it's annoying because, you know, Adam goes in the store and, you know, he starts doing whatever he needs to in the store. Bill does not stop talking. But you can't really hear him. You can just kind of hear the muffled sounds of... Mm-hmm. I want to know what he's talking about. <laughs> and how he transfer, tra- like transitions from one story to the one he will tell in a moment. Because yeah. it's... It's probably just a stream of consciousness thing, but I'm like, I want to, I want, Bill should have done commentary for the movie. <laughs> commentaries didn't exist in 1988. Well, you can't really do commentary on VHS. But if they would have just gotten the guy that played Bill to do a commentary in character, that would have been. Wonderful. Speaking of, I actually looked up that guy. Um, he really hasn't done much. He just kind of bounced <laughs> around, was a little character actor, wasn't on anything that really. Massively memorable. Is he still alive or is he passed away? Uh, okay, that's what I figured because it's 28 years later. It's like if he hadn't, you know, find his Twitter. <laughs> hey, come do a commentary. His old Bill. <laughs> a much older Bill. <laughs> yeah, what was is, uh, math? 25th anniversary for Beetlejuice would have been 13. Back in. Yeah, 2013. Dang it, we have to wait until the 30 year anniversary. It was only two years away. Yeah. Well, 30 would also tie into the whole threes that you will eventually see. Oh. Everything comes in threes in this movie. Ooh, ooh, wait. Well, don't get ahead of ourselves. Right. So, thank you so much, Barry and Chris, for Minute 7 of the Beetlejuice Minute. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.